how to stay loyal to your woman. Six steps to resilient sexual, spiritual risk mitigation. Hey, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, author of Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender, How to Meet a Nice Girl Instead from a tantric husband with a better sex life than you. And this article, a little bit different from my book, this article is going to be highly relevant and empowering and beneficial to committed men, married men, men in relationships that they are taking seriously. And you are going to want to check out the article version of this, which is linked below wherever you are watching or listening to me. In the article, I've got the links to all the good stuff, to everything that I talk about here. And if you're a committed man that struggles a little bit with fantasizing about other women, or maybe even about uh, wasting some time online viewing things that you know you really shouldn't be viewing, this is going to really help you. This, what I have to share here, may be really transformative in your relationship. And I would say it's going to result in a lot better sex life for you. So there's uh, quite the reward at the end of the personal development journey that I'm going to prescribe here. So I do hope that you listen to it in completion, listen to it twice, read the article if you have to, because I'm going to break down here a whole guide on how to do this, how to make a really important change that's going to make your life better as a committed man. I might also add that if you are really struggling, I'd be willing to talk to you. Sometimes it really helps to have a private one-on-one conversation with another man about these kinds of things. And so I do have a link below this uh, to a form on my website where you can get in touch with me if you think that would help kind of make kind of make a breakthrough. Okay, so let's dive in to how to stay loyal to your woman, six steps to resilient sexual spiritual risk mitigation. Why you must master your mind, committed man. There's this misguided notion of a man at war with himself. A man who finds himself often in the cratered and barbed-wire-strewn no-man's land between high-minded principles, commitments made, and his impulses and baser drives. Our culture sees fit to elevate these men, the men at war with themselves, to great heights. You can think of the latest celebrity or politician to get caught in some sordid affair that totally undermines something they laterally espoused with great certainty to ruckus applause. But this podcast is not about the endemic betrayal and duplicity of our leaders and icons. It's about risk mitigation in your most important relationship, committed man. It's about choosing the ounce of prevention every day instead of desperately needing a ton of cure one day. It's about making damn sure you don't get a torpedo shot down your most vulnerable thermal exhaust port to make a Star Wars reference. So when it comes to 
your monogamous commitment to your woman. Be master and supreme commander of your mind, not an indecisive general manager that allows the bushfires of revolution to spread. And I'm going to suggest to you something unstylish. If you've selected and committed to a woman, in your mind, elevate her as the sole sexual object of your desire in the universe. And I'll tell you a little bit about my story. So going into my marriage with the beautiful Bulgarian girl, my hazardous mindset on commitment was you're allowed to look at the menu, just don't order anything, which I imagine is terribly common. The idea that it's okay to enjoy the beauty of women other than your woman, just don't take action. Look, but don't touch whether it's on the internet, on television, at the gym, or in public, you're not cheating, merely enjoying the beauty of other women and then fantasizing about them, going as far as pleasuring yourself to their images, uh, pixelated or imagined. And guys, this is an understandable attitude to have. First of all, thought, I contend, is morally neutral. Thinking about killing your boss is not wrong. Actually beating the life out of him with a hammer is very wrong. Yes, action flows from thought, but what makes us human is that we're able to exercise volition over which of our thoughts and impulses we actually act out. Secondly, when it comes to our own thoughts and fantasies, we're all very libertarian and laissez-faire. I can fantasize about whatever I want. I'm not hurting anyone. And thirdly, we have all been on the receiving end of a tremendous amount of mainstream slash pop culture propaganda encouraging us to just do what feels good and indulging that natural male desire for visual novelty with women feels good. Yet, I'll explain why it's such a dangerous and toxic mindset. I'll explain why it's easier to correct than you might imagine. And I'm going to get into the significant benefits of leaving it behind. First important point, catastrophe awaits the man at war with himself. And that phrase, I actually grabbed this phrase from a book I read a while back. And it was by this guy who was the inventor of the 3D printed gun. He was a uh, very, um, he was a public figure and there's a tremendous amount of uh, controversy and debate about uh, American uh, freedoms surrounding him because he decided to basically open source guns with the advent of uh, 3D printing and the internet. And he wrote uh, an interesting philosophical book and I read the book, and in the book he said something that I really loved at the time. He wrote, any man worth knowing is a man at war with himself, which kind of has a cool ring to it, right? But I kind of followed this guy, and some of you may know that he ended up getting into a tremendous amount of trouble, and I believe he ended up doing some 
jail time because he was, I'm not sure if he had hired a prostitute, but he had used some sort of uh, hookup, um, sugar daddy, sugar baby kind of app. And he had hooked up with a woman who ended up being under age. And then he got in all the trouble that comes along with that. And he admitted this in a podcast. He said that the uh, sugar daddy, sugar baby uh, dynamic was something that he really liked. So this is something that he would pay for with some regularity. And I had this real epiphany at this point about this guy that I had really kind of looked up to who had uh, courageously um, fought for the rights that we're supposed to have as Americans, but then he ended up um, having his own freedoms dramatically restricted, and he ended up um, he ended up just tarring his reg- his uh, reputation permanently because he was a man at war with himself like he uh like he you know admits to holding in such high high esteem in his very book so that's kind of where i grab uh that line and like with the inventor of the 3d printed gun if you are at war with yourself if there's inconsistency between your uh, behaviors, especially between your uh, sexual behaviors and between the values that you espouse and hold in high esteem, catastrophe is waiting. There are negative black swans, as Nassim Taleb would describe it. There are negative black swans lurking in the shadows that are going to be very bad for your life. Back to my article. So this mindset, the uh, look but don't touch mindset, cost me dearly in stress, drama, domestic tranquility, and time in my marriage. And I will quote from Another article that I did related, and the article is entitled, I Forgot What D'Artagnan Taught Me and Got My Dick Burned by a Laser. Yes. Okay, from the article. Going into the marriage, I was certain of one thing. I would not have an affair. I would never be a cheater. And I've held to that. In fact, we've structured our life together in such a way as to avoid all temptation and opportunity to cheat. We both work from home and we only socialize together. I follow Mike Pence's rule. No business dinners uh, with women without my wife there. In fact, I I am almost never... uh, in private with other women. I wouldn't really, I, I would avoid that. There's, there's just too much risk. But I held on to a promiscuous mindset that I, as a man, needed to observe the beauty of different women. And as a result, I enjoyed porn infrequently and would oogle the slutty photos that are unavoidable on social media. I'm just giving myself a little visual variety, I told myself. I justified my behavior, my snooping around on the internet, that it was a preventative measure, that if I felt the desire to cheat, I'd relieve myself with the images of other women. I never did feel the desire to cheat. And of course, my wife eventually found what I was looking at in my browser history. I had explained to her in 
vague terms that I might use porn to satisfy my desire for visual novelty. But when she found the porn, it enraged her and broke her heart. To me, it was just mindless internet entertainment, but to her, it was betrayal. When we dated and before we married, we discussed what constituted cheating for us. And we both agreed it was not cheating to observe and quietly appreciate for a moment the beauty of a stranger of the opposite sex passing us on the street, for example. And I took this as my hall pass to indulge in a little porn use. With the clarity of hindsight, my porn use was a betrayal of the spirit of our marriage and commitment to forsake all others. And it had a dire effect on my wife's self-esteem and our marital tranquility for months. It was the, the, the biggest challenge that we have had to get through as a couple, and it was painful uh, and frustrating for both of us for quite a while. It wasn't worth it at all what I was what I was what I was enjoying. So let's get into the steps. The first step is, as you can imagine, quit porn. If you're using porn, even infrequently, or the lesser forms of porn, which is like oogling, scantily clad skanks on Instagram, uh, binge watching hip hop music videos, etc. If you're using any of these things that abound on our glowing screens, make no mistake, you are a man at war with himself. How does this time-wasting viewing align with the noble commitments you once made? Your woman cannot be the sole sexual object of your desire if you spend really any time at all entranced by the simulacrums of beauty that beckon relentlessly from the internet. In fact, you rob from the, rip, from the very real beauty of your woman, beauty that you can hold in your very hands by filling your mind with filtered, photoshopped, and airbrushed images that you'll inevitably compare with her. You'll be struck by the depth and completeness of your woman's beauty when that beauty stands alone in your mind. Yes, the good news is when you give up porn and do your damnedest to avoid being spellbound by all the imagery out there tempting your click or gaze, yes, your woman will become sexier to you and your desire for her will multiply. Obviously, this is easier said than done, but less hard than you might think if you put your mind to it. Porn is awfully addictive, so you should install porn blockers on all your devices. Now, consider hiring an accountability coach like me, and you'll want to stack multiple life hacking strategies for discipline so that you can stick to a no fabbing commitment. And I did a documentary on this for men that you are going to want to watch as you're getting started in this journey. I have that documentary linked in the article. Step two 
is to avoid and reframe temptation. So with porn exercised from your life, you'll discover and plant your flag on a bountiful new continent of beauty, connection, and intimacy with your woman. But the next step is avoiding the infection of your mind by sexualized imagery. It's impossible to avoid it altogether, but you can commit to not dwelling on it. When a sexy image catches your eye on social media, keep scrolling, unfollow the profile, or hit that, I'm not interested in this button, if it's available, uh, as it often is, next to content on social media sites. I highly recommend going through your social media and doing some unfollowing. That makes it a bit easier because in the past, maybe you, when you were a single guy, you uh, liked a bunch of pages or you followed a bunch of profiles that do a thirst trap type of content. So staying consistent with this, not getting drawn into thirst traps, it does get easier to just scroll past tempting imagery. You stick with it, Maybe the first week it'll be a struggle, maybe you screw up a couple of times, but you stick with it and it does get easier. I use social media daily and I do encounter temptation occasionally, but I now effortlessly navigate away from it and forget it right away. And here's how, here's what helped me with this, is I began reframing in my mind tempting sexy content not as bad wrong or evil but as costly outsized risk so i glimpse a sexy thumbnail image on the youtube homepage, and i think to myself quietly there is a costly risk I might get a tiny amount of pleasure from clicking and viewing more, but my wife might walk in on me, see it, and that would set our marital tranquility back significantly. The ensuing arguments, discord, and necessary rebuilding of trust make that click just not worth the risk. It's like speeding in your car in a school zone. Maybe you'll get where you need to go just a little bit faster, but if you get caught, the cost is tremendous. So let's next talk about rapid mindset transformation. As I know just what you might be saying, thinking to yourself at this point. Jonathan, it's great that you somehow managed to stop looking at other women and make your wife the only sexual object in your world, but it's just my, my male nature to desire visual novelty with women. I've always been this way. The best I think I can do is not actually cheating on my woman with another woman. And I can't tell you how many times I've thought the same thing about myself. It was my mindset, even going into my marriage. Yet, I managed to change it, and it didn't take years and years of uh, arduously wrestling with my primal instincts. If you're willing to get out of your comfort zone a bit and employ the right tools and strategies, this is easier than you might think. So step three is to employ transformative meditation. Behavior and action transform mindset. 
But mindset also transforms behavior. Meditation practice fortifies self-control, which is what you're going to need, but it can also be used to bring about core level identity shift in as little as 50 minutes. That's right, 50 minutes. So to explain, I'll quote from my book for men, where I describe this, quote, action and experience is one way to reprogram mindset. Another is with mindfulness. I've been an avid meditator for over five years now and have tried almost all the different methods and techniques. Almost all of them are helpful, but they take time, as in months or years, to change you, to improve you for the better. But there's one method that doesn't. It very noticeably, for me and a lot of other people, changes your mindset and a lot of times the ensuing behavior in as little as 50 minutes. Dr. Joe Dispenza developed using very sophisticated biofeedback tech, a meditation method that transforms your mindset at an epigenetic level. He has a guided meditation track that takes the better part of an hour to get through that brings you through this exhilarating visualization process where you replace a limiting belief with an empowering one. You will emerge from it feeling, thinking, and acting a little differently. I know this might sound like a bullshit woo-woo thing, but it has helped me address some lingering limiting beliefs and it imbues a sense of positivity along with some wind in the sails. So after giving up porn, I wanted to totally free myself from any desire for women other than the one who bore my last name. I did the epigenetic mindset transformation meditation, and I do link to more information about that in the article. I did it a few times, replacing the old belief that I had, which was I need visual novelty with beautiful women, with a new belief. I need and want only my beautiful wife. And, gentlemen, the belief stuck. That desire for novelty just went into a black hole, like Bitcoin that mistakenly gets sent to the wrong address, irretrievably gone. And I'll add, I'm also freed of FOMO, fear of missing out. I spend zero time now feeling that I've uh, sacrificed and given up something fun out of my life. I, you hear about guys that they get married or they end up getting into a really good relationship and then they are uh, plagued by FOMO. They're like, well, I have a relationship and it's good, but I, I just feel like I'm I'm missing out of missing out on on all that that pussy that I could be out there uh, slaying, right? I I have zero of that now, which is which is really nice. Okay, step four is to stack self control life hacks. The guided epigenetic mindset transformation is well worth trying, but I can't guarantee you'll experience the same rapid transformation. From it. Who knows? Maybe you'll do it once and it'll totally change you as it as it does for a lot of people. Maybe you'll have to do it a couple times like me, or maybe it won't work all that well for you. You'll have to try it. And this is why, if you're serious about this, if you're serious about elevating your woman as the sole sexual object in your universe. You should stack as many self-control life hacks as you can. 
So exercise and fitness, taking cold showers, doing fasting, doing the 24-hour fasting once a week, doing the intermittent fasting uh, every day, almost, that helps with self-control. Habit tracking and accountability. Maybe you need to find another group of very uh, principled, high-integrity men that can hold you to your commitment. Any type of spiritual practice is going to fortify self-control. Brain training actually has a well-demonstrated effect in clinical trials on things like self-control, along with nootropics and smart drugs. And there's abundant evidence, which I reference all over my website on LimitlessMindset.com, that these things strengthen discipline and resolve. I did a series of videos actually on life hacking, self-control. I think I list like 20 or 30 different life hacks for self-control in there and explain them, explain uh, how to do them along with the evidence for them. So if you do struggle with self-control, as I know so many do, you're going to want to check out that video series as well, which I link to in that article. I hope you try them and you'll experience for yourself that you've got some more self-control to do more to easily without grappling and struggling that you kind of automatically just make better decisions and do more of the things that you know you should be doing and less of the things that you know you shouldn't be doing. It's liberating. So every once in a while, something will remind me of a porn scene that I used to uh, watch, or something will remind me of a woman that I seduced once upon a time, a long time ago, and a quantum of temptation will arise to kind of dwell on that and visualize it in my own mind and play it over and over again. But like I said, it's a quantum of temptation. It's like brushing a bug off of my sleeve to ignore it. I, I simply replace whatever scene my unconscious has dragged out of deep storage. I simply replace that scene with a more recent and vivid memory of the really hot sex that I have regularly with my wife. Next, what's in it for you? So you may at this point be thinking, this all sounds like quite the sacrifice. You're suggesting giving up, enjoying, looking at, and even fantasizing about other women. What's in this for me? I can see how it might make my woman feel better, but what do I get out of it? Beyond simply being the right thing to do, the benefits to you are profound, subtle, and practical. I'm going to break them down here. First, a well-deserved sense of pride and accomplishment. A liberating lack of shame and guilt. If your loyalty to your woman governs even your private fantasies, you've mastered your mind in a way that vanishingly few men ever will. That's a thing to be proud of. Second, you made a serious commitment to this woman, perhaps before God in a holy place with friends and family on looking. And when you betray that commitment, even in your mind, you signal to your unconscious, to that deep, powerful part of your mind, that you are just not that serious about your commitments. You're like the weak, liberal city mayor that tweets 
meaningless platitudes while anarchists and rioters raise the metropolis. You encourage rebellion. But when you hold to the most serious commitment you've made in the soberest state, you'll find yourself being just a bit more disciplined with all the other commitments and intentions you have. It will become just a little easier to stick to your diet, make it to the gym, advance your career, and moderate your vices. Third point, really important point, you'd probably fight five street thugs in an alley if that's what it took to protect your woman from injury and pain. You should have a natural instinct to shield her from pain. Yet, your harmless-seeming to you mental non-commitment can deeply wound her. Women often experience crushing betrayal trauma after discovering their partner's porn stashes. And this might be just in her head, quote-unquote, just in her head, but it can manifest as mental health disorders, months of bad sleep, body dysmorphia, weight gain, depression, and even chronic physical pain that your doctor or her doctor would just love to treat with toxic, addictive, pharmaceutical drugs. We want to stay away from those. The cheap thrill you get from fake women on the internet is not worth the very real and persisting pain that your woman can suffer as a result. Fourth, the upside is the lack of downside. Ask yourself, what might result from your ongoing mental non-commitment to your woman? Might you relapse into porn addiction? Might you have an affair might she refuse you sex for weeks if she catches you doing something you should be doing? Might she divorce you, subjecting you to the tyranny of the man-hating family court system for years? Mitigating risk is its own reward, gents. Finally, I told you there was a practical and very pragmatic benefit to this. Finally, you get negotiating leverage in your relationship to get your woman to do more of the kinds of things you want her to do. As in business, in marriage, and in long-term relationships, you get what you want by negotiating adroitly. The commitment to being loyal to her in your private thoughts can serve as a subtle yet meaningful strategic concession. You're giving her something she wants, which guarantees nothing but engenders significant goodwill. Has she caught you looking at porn or peeking at other women on social media? If so, she's going to be very happy when you announce that you're giving it up and are going to do your damnedest to not even fantasize about other women. Don't underestimate how valuable this might be to your woman. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, Telling my woman that I'm committing to only her in my private fantasies wouldn't be much of a strategic concession, as you call it, because that's what she expects of me. I don't think she would reward it. Good point. But this strategic concession is going to come with a daily practice 
which she will love and it will multiply its value to her dramatically. I'll explain that shortly, but first I should clarify how not to make this strategic concession, as I, as I, as I call it. What you shouldn't do is tell her, babe, I'm going to stop fantasizing about other women. And this is going to be very hard for me, but I think I can do it. So I was thinking kind of in return, you could start cooking nice dinners at home nightly instead of always ordering takeaway food. That's not the way to do it. You don't want to make this an explicit quid pro quo. You want to offer it as a gift. And this is step five. And I'd approach this conversation more like this. I love and trust you. And we should be able to be honest with each other, even about things we're not proud of. So I'm going to share something I'm working on with you. I hope you can be supportive and not too judgmental. On the internet, on television, and in ads nowadays, we constantly get bombarded by images of sexy women. And as a man, these images sometimes get stuck in my head. Even though I know that they are photoshopped, airbrushed, filtered, so far from being real beauty, like you. So to take my commitment to you to the next level, I'm going to elevate you in my mind as the sole sexual object in my world, the only one I fantasize about, the only one I truly have eyes for. I think it will have a positive effect on the love and intimacy we share. This is going to be a challenge for me because there's just so much fake beauty that gets shoved in our faces. But I think I can do it. Would that be meaningful to you? And then don't make any immediate demands. If you've chosen your woman well, she will, maybe not immediately after having this conversation, but she will start thinking about what she can do that you might like. And I know some of you might also be thinking, I like this idea of mastering my mind and fantasies, but I'm very hesitant about having a talk about it with my woman because I already told her I don't ever look at or fantasize about other women. Well, you screwed up by not being honest earlier with her. I'm sure at the time it was a lot easier to just tell her what she wanted to hear. So basically, I would suggest that you admit to her that you were lying previously, that you were telling her what she wanted to hear, and she may be upset. But ultimately, admitting a lie remorsefully is dramatically better than perpetuating it and eventually being found out. In fact, it may be the opportunity to demolish a shoddy foundational cornerstone of your relationship and replace it with something more concrete, a commitment to honesty. What you might also want to do here is not be like the alcoholic that announces to his family on January 1st that he's quitting alcohol 
forever. Work on mastering your mind and fantasies quietly and privately. After a month or however long it takes for you to get a little better at this, then talk to her about it. Then you can maybe report some some progress that you've made and that will be that'll make some sort of difference to her. I would hope. So you ultimately find yourself choosing between a little pain now or a lot of pain later. You admit to her now that you do sometimes think about other women, but are determined to change that. And she may be hurt, but she'll be a lot more forgiving than if she discovers your secret stash of porn or shameful OnlyFans memberships. Uh, membership. Please, please cancel those. <laughs> cancel those right away. Don't even wait until the end of those this podcast. If you got one of those, just just go cancel it right now, please. Um, and she most certainly will discover these things eventually. Uh, these sorts of things just seem to have a way of, uh, of, of emerging. Rebuilding trust will be a lot easier when you make this admission, especially when followed up with the final step, which is daily validation of her. As with any mindset shift, it's crucial that this one comes with action, which is the impactful daily habit of validating your woman verbally. What I do with Mrs. Roseland after dinner every evening is we cuddle up on the couch. I have her lie down, resting her head in my lap just to uh, ritualize it a little bit. And then I spend a few minutes telling her things like, you're the only one I have eyes for. You're the only one I want. You're enough for me. I fantasize about you and only you. Nobody I've known in the past and no fake beauty I've ever seen on the internet measures up to you. It's your body that turns me on. And then I describe the features of her lovely body. I tell her, you're the most beautiful girl in the world to me. And she really is. I tell her, you get all my sexual energy. It's focused like a laser on you. I tell her, to me, you're the only sexual object in the universe. Your beauty moves me and arouses me every day. When I see you first thing in the morning, when you're all dolled up, when you're just doing things around the house, and especially when you come out of the shower all wet. I'll tell her, today I fantasized about making love to you, taking your clothes off, kissing you all over, lying you down and banking you in uh, various positions that I do fantasize about that sort of thing every day. I'll describe a recent time we made love and just how sexy and hot it was for me. I'll describe how hotly I anticipate making love to her again. So you spend five to ten minutes just telling her how she turns you on and that she's the only one you want, mustering all the romantic prose you can. And she will love this daily practice of validation and it will do a lot for her self-esteem. It'll help to repair her self-esteem, especially if you've done some damage to it in the past. It will spiritually and sexually inspire her to fully embrace her femininity. And it will cost you very little in terms of time and creative effort, but it'll mean the world to her. 
engendering significant goodwill. Furthermore, this practice cements daily your commitment to mastering your mind. The first time you do the daily validation, maybe the first week that you do it, maybe it's not 100% the truth. Maybe you are still tempted by all the imagery that your mind is filled with, but you do it on a consistent basis and over time, it really does make that new, more positive, more empowering mindset, it really does cement it. And I would strongly suggest doing this in person as opposed to on the phone or via a messaging app. It, it is just a lot more impactful in person when you can actually caress and hold her. And then I conclude the daily validation by giving her a big kiss. So, coming to my conclusion, committed man, having read this, I hope that you are resolved to master your mind and give up the time-wasting, distracting, risky, juvenile pastimes of masturbating to, oogling, and fantasizing about other women, which is utterly disrespectful to the commitment that you've made, probably the most serious commitment that you've made in your life and the woman you've chosen. As I've explained here, it's easier to do than you might imagine, employing all the tools that I broke down here. And the rewards it yields will surprise you. So I do really hope to hear from guys out there that take this and implement it. There is beautiful intimacy. There's a lot of really great sex that you're going to be having with your partner waiting when you're finally willing to uh, willing to cut loose this uh, cut loose this this anchor that you've got kind of holding you back uh, in your relationship and as a powerful dynamic man making his own way in this world. So yeah, do uh, shoot me an email, uh, drop comments if you so dare. I look forward to all that feedback and I am available that I can hop on a phone call or a Skype call with you if you struggle and you think you might benefit from talking to uh, a guy that I figured this whole thing out pretty well. You can find that form there linked below wherever you're watching this video. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, looking forward to a continued conversation with you.